Hi, my name is Julio Carrillo, and I am founder and CEO of AmCam Financial, and this is Conversations with 1%. Today, we have Agostino Domenico with us, and uh, before I do anything that messes up a little bit more of his uh, background, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Well, thank you very much, Julio. My name is Agostino Domenico. I'm the president and founder of Infinite Expansion Foundation. It's a not-for-profit based around lived experience. We create programs for youth in our communities. I'm also the chief executive officer of LRC Group. It's a development construction company here in the Lower Mainland. Awesome. You know what? I really do appreciate your time today. You know, when we met over at the Kids Play uh, uh, fundraising event at the, the mansion, mm -hmm. your energy is seriously intense. I'm like, I got to fuck with this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, this guy vibes. He knows what he's talking about. Like, for me in business, I always say that people are like animals. People can smell the bullshit, <laughs> right? If you try, Everybody wants to buy, no one wants to be sold. And the concept for me was when I met you, it's like, this guy is just authentic as fuck. And when I started going back and I started creeping around your Instagram, like this guy knows what he's doing. And it's just kind of, and when we met the Vancouver club, it just kept going and going and going. I'm like, oh, we gotta have a sit down and conversation. Cause I think it's super important for um, the people nowadays, whether it's men, women, young men, young women, to really understand what it really takes. Because you, obviously you grew up with a lot of privilege like we discussed and you had your journey and I've said it multiple times is I think it's the journey that really defines the man a lot of people can break a lot of people can can submit and not the best ways they can submit to that pain but they don't know how to come up from that hole so for me it's more like hey uh, I want to hear about uh, uh, Augustino's journey. I want to know what, who, where, why, when, how did you become you? Because right now you are a force of nature in your industry, whether it's through your charitable work, whether it's through your networking, whether it's through you trying to build your own empire. And I love the fucking mentality that you have <laughs> because I think that's very important to have that mentality. That was one of the hardest things I had to learn in the last couple of years was mm -hmm. not giving a fuck. Straight up, straight up, yeah. And so, yeah, just tell me a little bit more about you. What made you you? Well, I appreciate that, Julio. I really do. Though for me, it's like, you know, like we spoke a little bit. Uh, you know, I grew up in a good, strong Italian family. Yeah. To be honest, like if it wasn't for my mom and dad, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Like real talk. Yeah. You know? And uh, so young age, you know, I was always an entrepreneur. I remember I was 10 years old. And then my parents were like, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I want to start a dot-com company. <laughs> and this is 1999, right before the Y2K bug. I knew it was bullshit back then, right? So I started, you know, I started buying, selling, started my dot-com company, buying and selling Rolexes at a young age by 13 years old. 14, 15, you know, started uh, experimenting with things. And a natural-born salesman, I thought, hey, you know what? I can sell this, yeah, right? Yeah. So I got into it. And, you know, I didn't know really, you know, where it was going to take me. But it took me to, you know, the depths of hell, to, if, if I'm going to be, if I'm being honest. Right? Yeah, of course. But that experience in life, you know, like 99.9% .9 of people, you know, don't get experience and good because it's just, you know, suffering, torture and despair. And like I had said just a little bit earlier ago, straight hell. But that I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm grateful for that experience because that experience gave me something like it gave me, it made me who I am today. It taught me how to network, taught me how to sell taught me how to, to, uh, to close people and then also taught me to stand my ground, 
right? So like those are all skills I use today for business, all my relationships and what I do now, right? So I'm grateful for it and it gave me compassion. Above all else, above all those other things, it gave me compassion for humans. Yeah. And that's why I do what I do, you know, because I have that influence. I have that God-given gift of being able to be influential and to connect people and be a catalyst, yeah. right? And so now we can use it for the greater good and be a part of the solution rather than being a part of the problem. Yeah, you know, being a natural-born leader um, is one thing. Learning it is a whole other thing. Yeah. You know, you can, you can read as many Tony Robbins books as you want. But, you yeah. know, I think in today's generation, yeah. when we're looking at Instagram, social media, mm -hmm. TikTok, all mm -hmm. that stuff, mm -hmm. I think the reason why I think you're so successful is just because you're so authentic. And I think that's what's missing in today's uh, social media platforms is that everything's fucking fake. 100%. Now, if you want, we can stand up and do that little, ooh-wee, little <laughs> song that's going out right now. Yeah. But that will get you some attention, but that doesn't get you what you want. Yeah. You know, me and you, uh, I, I'll say this like with a lot of conviction, is I think that we were bred from the same cloth, but we're just born in two different places, you know? And, and I understand and I, and I really relate to it because... Real recognizes real for, for me, right? Thank business you, is business. And there's no there's no business, whether you're in real estate or whether uh, you're on financial services or whatever you want to call it. At the bottom line of everything, and I always preach this, is the traditional value of hard fucking work. And that's simple. And for you, you know, you went through every single trial and, and tribulation, but it really defined and molded you. You were your own Michelangelo sculpture of who you are today. Today you put out a post, by the way, today is August 1st, 2023, but today you put out a post of where you were in your past mm -hmm. to where you are now. And I mm -hmm. think that is the beauty mm -hmm. of being a man, is mm -hmm. being able to define yourself and, and discover who you are. A man out of control is, that's what to me is toxic masculinity. A man who cannot control his emotions, a guy who's way too above his ego, and mm -hmm. I don't sense that about you at all. And those are the people who, me and you, we have to navigate. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, would, I just had a meeting last Friday, and I knew I could read this person right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. But I knew to, you know what? I'm going to let you shine right now, just because I'm going to take a step back. Yeah, just let, and give them the rope, let them hang themselves. Yeah. That's just how it sometimes is. Sometimes you have to do it. To know who the smartest person in the room or the dumbest person in the room, sometimes you don't have to say much at all. Staying quiet, no one knows who or what you are. And let someone else talk and they'll tell you everything you need to know about them. <laughs> right? Uh, that, that's why I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're about to find out a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just that journey of, of, yeah. of where we go through, right? Yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit more about your charitable side of things. Yeah. How did you start your yeah. your charitable organization? Okay, yeah. So it was uh, it was uh, I got I got released from prison the last time, uh, March thirty first, twenty sixteen. Um, my family was in construction development. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. April first, I went to the site. I was twenty six years old. I'm thir I'm thirty four now. I was yeah. twenty six at the time. Never had a job my whole life except for you know those things I did when I was younger. And then had that nice twelve year stint of, you know. Finding myself, I like to call it, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was, the date was December 10th, 2016. Me and a friend got together. We made a bunch of sandwiches. 
we started we just started handing stuff out on the streets mm-hmm. you know we did a we did a little bit of stuff on social media you know let people know what we're up to you know they could come by if they're hungry they need some clothes and it just expanded from there i started developing programs uh the one right after that was a haircuts for whole program so people in need with can afford ha- haircuts i know it might sound like not much but if you sit there, it's like for you and me, right? Like when we, after we get a haircut, how good do we feel? Absolutely. Right? Well, okay. that's another subject we can talk 100%. about. 100%. And the thing is this. So I would go into these shelters, uh, supportive housing, partner with a few different large organizations. And, uh, you know, we would give haircuts and you'd see like the women get their haircut. And then they would go, you know, to their rooms and put makeup on because mm-hmm. they felt beautiful. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, it's these things that we, we don't think matter actually do. Absolutely. You know, and then I'll fast forward a bit because that's about, you know, we're talking about seven years. So the last three, four years, a lot of my like efforts have been refocused into, you know, at-risk youth, women and children fleeing domestic violence, right? So every year we do a big uh, toy drive with a partner organization and they're the first or second oldest women's transition house in the whole country. They just celebrated 50 years. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just amazing work. We bring the community together for one cause to, you know, make the community better. You know, especially at times like that when they, you know, they're sitting there, their kids have nothing, they don't have a whole lot just because of their certain situations. And all of them have different, you know, experiences, whether it's just they had to leave because of the husband or whatever the case may be, right? But all we do is work together to shine a little bit of light, you know? And uh, yeah, for me, the uh, my passion is youth, right? Because I know for myself, and I was about 14, 15 years old, start getting influenced uh, like I don't know I can't put quite put a put a you know figure out exactly what it is but yeah. at the end of the day I like you know I love money you know what I mean I'd love money and I seen hey you know I'm good at this I can earn a lot of money quick so I just went with it right and so I know like I, and, and not to, not saying that I didn't have good mentors because I had my father there I remember 15 years old he sat me down at the kitchen table and he said there's one day I'm not gonna be able to pull you out of this that day came quick because I remember the first time I went to prison, I was 17 years old. You know what I mean? And I got caught with a gun at 17 years old. Pistol whipped a bunch of guys in, the, in, in a party. You know what I mean? You know, they stole a purse from a, a girl who was a friend of ours, but that, you know, none of that matters because I shouldn't have been in that situation. I was a 17-year-old kid. What am I doing running around with guns, right? So, you know, if I had a program to join or maybe somebody that lived the life, right? Because my family's not... You know, they're just good people. They don't drink. They don't smoke. You know, I think that's a problem too. Like parents aren't educated sometimes, you know what I mean? To kind of see and to think, oh, hey, it's an experimental stage. And then next thing you know, it's it's uncontrollable. It's it's almost like a trickle-down effect. And I see that a lot more now with today's generation. But when I say trickle-down effect, I'm talking about is there's a very bad habit is I'm not going to raise my son or my child or my daughter, whatever, my, my child, as my parents did to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there are certain core values that our job is not to be their best friend. If you could say you're your child's best friend, there's a fucking problem there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's yeah. A. B, I think you're supposed to, you know, you're, you're, we're the regulators. We are the ones that are need to suck it up. We make a lot of sacrifices as parents to be able to say no mm-hmm. because we know what's best. But a lot of this generation tends to be more of, I'm not going to raise them the way my parents. Mm. No, we're so much more open-minded. We're so mm. much, how about some core fucking values? 100%. 100%. How about some, some traditional 
core values. And maybe we wouldn't have a lot of this. Um, now I'm going to speak for guys at this point. A lot of this bullshit emotional um, trauma that they deal with. And I need space. I need time to breathe. I need this. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. It's, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. That's, just my, yeah. that's just my take on it. Because at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. sure. I'm going to write on Instagram or on Facebook or on TikTok, whatever you want to call it, about my feelings. You know what I'm going to get? A bunch of fucking likes or, 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 or emojis yeah, with a yeah, teardrop. Yeah, yeah. And that's fucking it. Yeah. No one's coming for me. No one's going to come to help me. No one's saying, oh, you feel so bad? Here, let me provide the service for you. There's no services for guys. Mm -hmm. There's no services mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. Not, I'm not saying there's completely zero, but for the most part, there's no absolute sort. There's no one's coming for us. 100%. And for yeah. us, it's a matter of resilience. Mm -hmm. This is what builds that masculine trait. This is what builds what we need to do. This is how we're able to protect and provide and more importantly serve. If we don't learn these qualities because we're always sheltered and protected by the concept of I'm not going to treat, um, I'm not going to raise my child the way my parents because they were too hard on me. Mm -hmm. They were too this and too that. Well, guess what? That's mm -hmm. probably a system that still works mm -hmm. because right now we deal in a society that that really just overcompensates weaklings. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know what okay. happens in the real? What happens? Uh, like the uh, sorry, not to keep rambling on the same subject, but what happens? when we deal with our own Ukraine situation. Mm -hmm. You think kids, men, young men, between the ages of 18 and 65 are allowed to leave fucking Ukraine? Here in Canada, if we went to war with, and hypothetically, the United States, our mm -hmm. next door neighbor, no different than Ukraine and Russia, and young men were not allowed to leave their provinces to go to refuge because if you're between the ages of 18 and 65 mm -hmm. and you had to go to fucking war, and you're like, no. I don't feel like it. Well, then you're just going to be in the firing squad without being extremely uh, extreme about it. But that's just the real fucking harsh reality of it. There's so much pampering and so much um, emotions involved to just real life hard work. Mm -hmm. um, I know it's a little bit off of the subject of business, but... Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that I think drives guys like you and I mm -hmm. to be able to perform. I know I agree with you. Like uh, what you're saying, the thing is, it's like people are like, "How do you do what you do?" I'm like, "It's fucking easy to be great." You know what? You want to know why? Because most people are weak. Yeah. It's easy to be me. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? We just go. We get our things. We're scheduled. We have our guys. We have our team. Yeah. We get after it. We know what our goal yeah. is, and we go for it. The problem is today our society. Not, I'm not saying all. There's a lot of good people out there. Absolutely. But you know, like this, there's a, there is there's something wrong with the. With, there's a glitch in the system hmm. because it is. It's to me. It's like you see more and more people, um, you know, being disconnected, whether it be with family, friends, relationships, and you know, there's there, there's a multitude of reasons for that. You know, we got social media. We have the systems that they put in. You know, six, seven year old kids, or you know, like. Well, just for instance, you know, you got guys in China, like, just, let's just take China, for instance, okay? You got Chinese, the China teaching their kids about quantum physics. Absolutely. Okay, here, six, seven years old, they're asking you, what pronoun are you? You know what I mean? So, and it's, I'm not saying anything good or bad about that. I'm just saying, like, I think there's... Um, different priorities set on Different place. priorities. Or a different agenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something, right? Something. Well, it's got to be, right? You know, at the end of the day, it's like... One plus it, one is two. 
you know, and it's just everything though. It's like, you know, here in BC, we just decriminalize drugs. Okay. So, you know, they were been pushing that for a long time, legalization, decriminalization, whatever. And, you know, if you look at models like Portugal and, and et cetera, the, that were successful, well, yeah, they did it, but they had, they had, they had a system, they had infrastructure in the back to take care of the problem. We have none of that. They just did it. And now, like I said, like I get, to, I would never say their names, but you know, I work with youth and 15 year old kids are coming to me. You know, they did crystal meth on the weekends, right? And I'm like, you know, I, you know, talking to them a bit. Essentially, it just, oh, it became le it's legal now, yeah. they're telling me. Another so, excuse. Another excuse, right, to make more people uh, weak. You know, and that's the thing about capitalism. And I know we talked about capitalism at one point about how it's almost demonized mm. to make money. Mm. Mm. But, you know, my way of thinking about it is, Oh, fine. I'm a capitalist. Mm. Yeah. So the fuck what? I like money. I like living good. <laughs> yeah. You got a problem with that? Because I guarantee that if you made just as much money as I did, you wouldn't be complaining either. <laughs> 100%. See, I know and that's a problem, right? You know, they, they, like you said, they demonize capitalism. But yeah. at the end of the day, cap free enterprise capitalism is what, is what we, like, in, doesn't go to say, like, you know, I run a not-for-profit. There's, there's got to be a good mix, we'll say. 80% capitalism, 20% socialism, right? We have to take care of our people, of course. But once we move to a, a full socialist state, just a wealth, a transfer of wealth, you know? Ta Absolutely. Tax everybody, give out money for free, drive us into debt, it's, you know? And it's where we're at right now. It's very simple. These guys, you know, our current government, you know, just in my own personal opinion, you know, it's a very simple process when it comes to money. Excess amount of money, hyperinflation, devaluation of the currency. And right now we're unsustainable. Like, you know, guys are just going over to other countries. And I will make it clear, like, you know, I'm all for foreign aid, but we need to help the people within our own borders yeah. first. Yeah. You know, you're making surprise visits for 550 million. We're up to 8 billion over there, you know? And I'm not saying anything because like, uh, you know, it's good or bad, but at the same time, we have people here starving, people here homeless. We have wildfires out of control, you know? And uh, to me, that's unacceptable, you know? Absolutely. You know, and that's that's the one thing like um, the one thing that people always ask me is if I have a political side or party. And I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm a I'm, I'm a capitalist left or right, in my opinion. Um, and it, this could be arguable, but uh, it's all fucked in my eyes because <laughs> just because I find it very hard to find someone I can genuinely support mm -hmm. and back because uh, I think everyone goes into these most top level positions of our government with the right intentions mm -hmm. and until they get there it's almost like mm -hmm. something smacks them in the back of the head and says uh-uh yeah. you're just sitting here you don't have <laughs> shit never you never know right like yeah. for me i've never been a conspiracy that. theorist <laughs> but i just find it so odd yeah. how yeah. we have so many problems mm -hmm. that can easily be solved mm -hmm. how about how about we take our entire government policies mm -hmm. and we just say hey if our deficit falls beyond a certain percentage, everybody who's an elected in an official seat cannot get reelected again. Yeah, cannot. Let's see. Let's see how fast that's, that shit that's changes. How, that's how fast it. That's ex that's exactly how you fix it. That's how you fix it. You know, but uh, there's a lot of incentives and there's a lot of ways of working the system, and that's and that's fine. There's always there's always been that. And again, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but when 
that quacks like a duck and it looks like a duck. It's a fucking duck to me. Are they are they conspiracy theorists or are they prophets? Because everything they, conspiracy they, they call conspiracy theories end up coming out to be true. So yeah, I don't know, you know? Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. A couple of years ago, we didn't have UFOs. Now we got people over here. That's another interesting subject. Now we have congressional uh, meetings about UFOs saying that it's all real. But in my eyes, I'm like, just my mind, the way my mind works, because I don't trust a lot. <laughs> I'm looking at it as like, why are you telling me this now? Why don't we move this laptop this way? And let's see what else is going on in the world. Because clearly, you're trying really hard for me to pay attention to this. And I'm trying to look at the other political uh, events that are happening in the world because it's a lot of distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah. You know, for the most, like, you know, I don't know too much about, like, I don't feed into too much about mm -hmm. that. For me, it's like this, you know, I, two things in life. I have a connection to God in my understanding. Yeah. Two, I serve others. And you know what? And I'm divinely guided. I'm, I'm abundant. Everything, I've never went without anything. And everything's just like, you know, it's synergy, like how we met. You know, Absolutely. we were connected on, we didn't even know we were connected on social media. Yeah. But we met, and you're like, I know you. you know, that day. But I don't know you. I know that, you, but I don't know you. That was one of yeah. the best days yeah, because yeah. a lot of the people I follow on Instagram, I'm, you know, I've always wanted to meet. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, I'm walking into that party and I'm like, oh, shit, there's that guy. There's that guy. There's that person. There's that girl. Yeah. And then when, again, like, kind of like you said, I know you, but I don't know you. You can't put your name yeah. to the face, but I know you. Yeah. And then we shared the contact and it's, I'm, I'm already following. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. it, it's, that was actually one of the best uh, days for me in, in mm -hmm. a very long time because it goes to show I put my head down and work. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the noise. And I think that's one of the most challenging parts about everybody's they want the noise. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the noise. Mm -hmm. I just have my goals and I won't give a fuck about who gets in my way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it with the most principle and the most integrity as I possibly can. But anybody who I know has done it, has done it because they shut the fuck up mm -hmm. and they work their ass off. The hardest part about doing what I do or in your case what you do or and really anybody in business is when you get to a certain level it's hard to say no to parties, to the girls, to the alcohol, to the distractions, more importantly. You have to. Yeah. And you, you have, have to. to. If you want to get to that level, it's just like, because that stuff comes, like, you know, yeah. the more successful you get, the less yeah. that, that stuff, it's just what it is, because it's a distraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, it's like, you know, when you're on your way up, yeah. you know, whether, like, we want, to, we want to know it or not, people are always trying to put, take us back down to their level. Absolutely. They want it, you know, yeah. but it might not even be conscious to them, but it's an intent that they want, yeah. right? They want, they don't want it. People, even the closest people to you, right? If you yeah. have a handful of people around you, let's say four or five, yeah. that really want to see you succeed, that's a, that's a good, that's a, that's a good number of people. It's, it's an interesting concept. Uh, I'll give you two examples. Uh, we went out uh, Friday night, me and the guys, I mean, my team, right? And uh, there was Instagram post, and most people, because I tested it out through another mutual friend that I have, and I said, hey, what do you think about the Instagram post? Like, I don't know if I feel comfortable, you're always out drinking, so like, that's just what you see. You don't get what that post was. That was literally exactly what the post said. It was, that was a team huddle. That was a good, I liked that one. It, was, it wasn't just that. like, yeah, let's take good. a shot because you think yeah, I'm out here yeah. fucking partying. Yeah. It was because we made a plan. Hey, Sweet. we're meeting these people today. Yeah. Break. Unity. Let's let's Unity. go. Let's Community. go out there and fucking Team. do it, right? And uh, it's it's those it's that vision mm -hmm. of what you have with your team, and if your team doesn't fuck with it, then you know what? Then you don't need to be. You're you're third line. You're getting traded. Mm -hmm. 
easily. Mm-hmm. Not even next season. We're getting you out that door. 100%, bro. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's like in business, and you know, if you're involved in politics, business, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life, right? You know, if you want to keep it, what's that saying? How does it go? If you want to make everybody happy, don't be a leader. Go sell ice cream. Because <laughs> it's, it's true, right? At the end of the day, it's like, you know, when you're getting somewhere in life, yeah. you know, you're going to lose people. Yeah. You're going to meet new people. You're going to lose people. You're out constantly, bro. People say I'm busy, but I'm so hyper competitive. Yeah. Because I told you before, I'm yeah. a fucking Olympic athlete in my in my field. I'm not competing with you, but I'm looking at you and I'm like, okay, he's doing it that way. Okay. I need to work harder. I need to go faster. You know, because I want to make sure that when August uh, when Augustino rolls high, I'm right there at that level because that's how much I respect you and that's how much I respect your game. And I want to make sure if you're NFL, I'm NFL. You're getting your all-star league. I'm getting my fucking all-star league. We just have two different positions. No big deal. That's it. That's what take. What we need different positions yeah. to make a team, right? In life, that's just how it is. Yeah. And yeah. and I know my role for the most part within my team. I know I'm more or less the leader uh, in my group, and they look to me to to guide and to try to get that guidance for me and build that plan. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one who's responsible for it all. Right, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be in front of you if it wasn't for my team. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who put it all together. Just because I trusted enough and I believed enough mm-hmm. that they would put it all together for me. Mm-hmm. There's some guidance and there's some, you know, uh, tweaks along the way. But uh, seriously, if it wasn't if it wasn't for those guys, we wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, right he's now. like, you got to meet this guy. He's like, because I connected with him, yeah. and he's like, you have to meet this guy. You do real <laughs> estate, we connect with him, and that was it, right there. And it was an instant connection. We went to. You know, we went to Vancouver Club for lunch the next week. Got, you know, we got right yeah. to it. No and that was, that was the most beautiful thing was the speed of things. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I think I told them about it. But uh, you called me. I can't remember when. I, uh, you messaged me on. I think I messaged you on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. By 10, 15 minutes later, you were on text message. Two minutes later, you called me. One minute later, we're on calendars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Just straight, just straight the way it is. That's how and it is. That's, uh, and I remember I talked to him. I was like, dude, this guy, this guy knows what it's about. It's about speed. Mm-hmm. Speed and information. Mm-hmm. The fact that he want, that, that he called me that fast and just booked it, scheduled and done. Mm-hmm. Love it because that flows with my, with my rhythm of things, right? Um, yeah, that, that was a really great day. I remember I was smiling that day. Yeah. Just because uh, 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 it's hard to find people... You know, sharks hunt together. They don't eat. They, they don't eat each other. We smell blood, mm. but we hunt together. So um, that's one of my best concepts of, of describing people who I I genuinely respect. And it's like you were saying before, real, recognize real. I'm not like that with everybody. I'll yeah. tell you, because you know I deal with a lot of bullshit sometimes, right? You know, being out in the public eye, connecting with people, and you know I always try to give do my best. You know, it doesn't matter where they are. They could be a janitor. They could be a CEO to give them some of my time. Yeah. If that's what it is, right? Yeah. Because I've watched different paths in my life. So, I have, like I said, I have compassion for people. But at the same time, like you were saying, man, real recognize real. So, I want to get to know people. I like to network. That's my business is networking. You know, how can, we, how can I add value to what you're doing? That's, that's the key. I think that's what most people, people just fucking want it. People just want that raise because they deserve it. <laughs> because I've been here for a whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, what, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, add value. Yeah, add that, that's, value. It's, it's, not that, it's not the process of, of being successful, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee. It's just adding value. It's being dedicated and disciplined. Now, if you are not recognized in your place of business, mm-hmm. then 
go somewhere else. Just because I, I can be a 66 Mustang mm -hmm. and I can go to a used car dealership and get offered $1,000. I can go to um, a, a, a bigger dealership and get offered 3000 I can mm -hmm. go to a, a private buyer and he can offer me nothing. Mm -hmm. I can go to a collector's mm -hmm. club and get offered a million dollars. Same car. Mm -hmm. Just people have different perspectives on value. And you need to go where you value the most. And you need to keep those around you who value you just the same. Mm. Yeah, people get content. That's the thing, right? They get stuck in that contentness, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, people, uh, it, it's just life. And it's a, the mass, uh, a mass, the, the masses, bro. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And, you know, they get content with life and they, they ended up just chasing their tails, right? They, they spend their certain amount of money. It's like any little problem happens. That's why you see so much of it right now. People are four, two, four, can, you, can you believe it? $400 away from a complete bankruptcy. If they get a $400 bill right now, they, they will not be able to pay it. You know what I mean? Well, that's where, where financial literacy comes in play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the, the, the hold down mm -hmm. of, of what happens and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that's where the message gets let out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you and I, mm -hmm. or me and other guests, or you and your network get mm -hmm. to really be honest and talk about it. I think that's why the, the, the views are there. And mm -hmm. I think that's why the attention is there because it's authentic. 100%, and that's why we're doing this right now. Yeah. And that's why I created a program. It's called the, it's called the Mentor Entrepreneurship Program. And it's entrepreneurship with mentorship. And we take the kids through, we, get, we bring someone in to teach them how to Build a business plan, how to how to market their product, how to bind their buyer, how to sell their product, how to do taxes. Like I think financial literacy should be taught to everybody. Absolutely. You know? And at the end of the day, it's like it's not, right? Yeah. With that being said, let's take a quick little break. Okay. So tell me more about your entrepreneurship mentorship program. So for me, it's like based on my, like I, I when I founded my foundation based on lived experience. Like what's missing with our youth? You know, yeah. For me as a kid, like I was a go-getter, right? I was not a books guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think for me, it's like to open up a different experience for our youth to have. Just like originally I started uh, art programs, music programs. We had a recording studio free for the kids to use, to come in anytime, work with a producer. And you know, it just opened them up to a new experience, something that okay. they you know, wouldn't normally be able to experience, especially in traditional school, right? So all we're trying to do is try to inspire the next generation. And we know, like, you know, being an entrepreneur, as you know, mm -hmm. as I know, it, let's be honest, probably about in a 10-year span, 1% make it. It's just, that's the odds. Yeah. You know, that, that's the odds. So we have our entrepreneurship program for them to experience things and to learn more about business, you know, the difference between corporation, sole proprietorship, and, you know, to start a business. And at the end of the year at our AGM, we actually do a startup grant, $10,000, to oh, one, wow. of the, one of the kids' businesses, right? But you know, that being said, like, like I was saying, there's, it's not, entrepreneurship's not for everyone. So we have a separate program that we're about to launch to for 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and it's to get them ready for their GED. You know, get them prepared, get them through school, and then get, find job placement for them. So it's a little bit of both, right? You know, and they can experience, at least they'll be able to have the experience to sit down like, one of the facilitators is a friend of mine, CEO of a hedge fund. Another one's financial advisor. Another one uh, works with uh, the government, does business plans. So 
you know, they get to experience this and deal with people they might, that's not in the traditional school system. Like, what would you say the biggest difference is between you as an 18-year-old back in the day compared to the 18-year-old now? Hmm. For me, it's like, well, we didn't have a lot of the stuff that was going on. Now it's more about, for me, I think uh, things are a little bit more divisive. You know, they divide the, the kids, I think, a little bit more with all the different distractions, whether it be social media yeah. or the parents, you know, everybody. Just the social con uh, conditioning aspect of it all is different than when I was. You know, yeah. you know, remember, I'm 34 now, so we're talking over 10 years, 12, 13, 14 yeah. years ago, right? I think that, that there's a form of social division, mm -hmm. and there's also, it's integrated with a little bit of financial division. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the things that we used to have, hmm. which was we used to have a lot of social interaction where we used to go outside and play until the fucking lights came on, mm -hmm. right? And now it's more, I'm gonna sit on the toilet and scroll my fucking Instagram mm -hmm. until the lights, so someone bangs mm -hmm. on the door. Mm -hmm. You know, financial education is, is for me one of my biggest passions just because I genuinely believe that's one of the biggest things that holds back our generation. Mm -hmm. It's just because we get so toxic and financially institutionalized mm -hmm. to what's traditional and common when we are not in a traditional world or mm -hmm. not common. If we were in a traditional world, we would not have be we would not have the conversation of of, of uh, gender identification. If we were in a traditional world, mm -hmm. if we were in a traditional world, we would not be talking about uh, the different uh, different uh, baking instruments that they have or Bitcoin. Or if all if we were such in a traditional world, we would not have these options. Mm -hmm. It would be traditional mm -hmm. but we're not traditional anymore so for me it's all about that education and looking at different avenues to a create your wealth maintain your wealth grow your wealth and grow your wealth yeah. see that's what I'm, that's exactly what i was talking about when we were recognized as real like i don't have to talk a lot when other people get the system mm -hmm. and it's it's a really fucked up system so it makes it even more challenging than it was for me or you when we were growing up now it makes it makes it more challenging mm -hmm. so I, I i you know I sympathize a lot with, with kids. I call it like a 116th pivot. Mm -hmm. All I need is just, I, I know whether it's me or you or um, Cal or all these other great individuals making great organizations with kids trying to you know, get, uh, get them more educated or give them different opportunities into the real world today. And for me, it's just simply, sometimes they just need to hear a voice. May I know I'm not going to get 100% of them, but I'm hoping that with that 1%, this is why we're talking about the 1%. Even if you get one. Even if I If just you can one. even get one. Like, if we yeah. can even get one. Yeah. That could be the Elon. Yeah. That could be the Bezos. You did a good job. If you yeah. can actually redirect one, obviously our goals. I'm not going to say we're going to get the Trudeau, uh, <laughs> but we're going to get a prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're yeah, going yeah. to get something. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's the whole thing is is I'm hoping that just with that single pivot, maybe it's your conversation with your story and your perseverance mm -hmm. and everything you went through, or whether it's mine, mm -hmm. because as as entrepreneurs or successful uh, people in business, you know we do have a story. Mm -hmm. You came from from your family. I came from mine, but I I know. From, I mean, I can tell you right now, my. Uh, up until recently, I paid off my mom's house. For you, brother. You know? That's the goal. Like, yeah. No matter who, where we are or who they are in yeah. life, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Like, you know, they gave us life. We're only here because of them. And they installed yeah. traditional yeah. values yeah. into us yeah. as that made us who we are, essentially. 
And, you know, and I think that would be like, like I said, it doesn't matter where they're at in life. That's the goal. Yeah. For me, yeah. it's, it's, it's when they talk about toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. it's not that I believe in traditionalism and that a woman is just a man and a woman that, no, no traditional, no. Uh, for me, toxic masculinity is all about someone who cannot control their emotions and someone who can be very reactive. Then I mean, I blame toxic masculinity on school shootings because those are people who relied too much on their emotions and they were not taught how to control them. There's a lot of other factors involved with mental, uh, um, you know, mental health issues or whatever. But at the end of the day, a real man knows how to control his emotions, mm -hmm. knows not to smack the shit out of his wife or beat the shit out of his kids or go out to the pub and get fucking drunk. A real man knows how not to do that. A real man knows how to wake up at 6 a.m., mm -hmm. get ready for work, put on those fucking steel toe boots, mm -hmm. get to the job site and fucking uh, ride for his family. Provide that. I know, at any cost. I know 100%. When it comes to toxic masculinity, I know it's like a, you yeah. know, I think that word's thrown around a lot, like, yeah. you know, uh, these days, right? Yeah. And I think that, to be honest, like, yeah. you know, we, like, we have to, we have to make sure that we don't misinterpret it because the thing is, like, it's being used for everything now, right? Yeah, you if know, you don't like it, you're toxic. If, yeah, if you don't like it, you're yeah. a racist or a sexist or something. I don't know, whatever they call you, right? I don't get too involved in it myself. Like I said, like, yeah. I'm out in the public, but I'm able to, you know, kind of fly on the radar on certain issues because I just do my thing, man. I, like I said, I have a connection to God and I serve others. And that's, that's my goal. And everything else is, is divinely given to me. You know, like why I'm here, everything I have lined up for these, these coming weeks, all the events I have, I didn't go searching for them. I think people are just, it's just, it's the momentum's built up. It's been seven years of, you know, working hard and don't get me wrong. There's been many setbacks. Absolutely. I don't need, I can't even tell you how many failures I've had and fuck ups more than successes. That's for sure. But at the end of the day, I got up and I kept going and that's really, for me, it's like, it's why I'm still here. Yeah. You know? And, 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 I, and, I, and I agree, man. It's just yeah. one of those things that people don't see. They see, all they see is the money. They, mm -hmm. All they see is the, the events yeah. or the TikTok or the Instagram. Mm -hmm. They don't see the amount of times someone laughed at me because <laughs> yeah. I provided them ideas of what I was doing. Yeah. Or yeah. the amount of times, um, you know, I walked into a room and I literally had to shut the fuck up because I knew I carried no weight in that room. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to listen. And I'm going to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think if you go into those into those situations, if you can have that patience, and more importantly, not be too comfortable in your own skin, mm -hmm. constantly be hungry for more. Okay, mm -hmm. I climbed my Mount Everest. Where's Mount Everest part two? Where's it. my new club? Love it. Love right? it. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things that I know that you have had your own perseverance with, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you've been, you, you mentioned you've been to prison. You got out of it. Your Instagram post, by the way, I thought was fucking genius. I appreciate it. I that. loved how you got appreciate out in front that. of it. There's no shame. There's no hiding. No. And that's the authenticity people look for because I, if people did not want to see or like what you were doing, you wouldn't have the followers you have. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have the support you have. Mm -hmm. 
you recently posted that uh, a certain company donated 10,000, another company donated 1,000. And I'm sure that's just personally what I've seen because we've been connected yeah. such a short amount of time. You know, you're going to, uh, I'm going to support you in whatever endeavor you ask of me. Appreciate that, brother. You know, you're going to see an Instagram post of me and you doing something soon besides 100%. this podcast. <laughs> and, and it's just, yeah. it's just one of those things where I want to support people, endeavors, societies, um, you know, and, and, as, and as much as people want to talk about toxic masculinity also, I genuinely, genuinely in my heart, I think that women are amazing in business. They sacrifice, no different than mm -hmm. a man, but I think that's something that's not talked 100%. about. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that whoever wants to put in the work yeah. will reap the reward. 100%. You know? 100%. You water your garden and eventually you're going to get flowers. A seed does not... I, um, a seed does not grow overnight. And sometimes uh, a tree is just as relatable as a, as a blade of grass, even though they have nothing in common, but they were both started from the same place. And it's just one of those really powerful statements where, sure, we came from the same place, but that does not mean we're from the same species. Nothing more, right? Um, on top of your organization, you got your real estate, mm. You got charitable events. Uh, you're busy as fuck. Um, you know, if you had to tell, you know, your kids or someone who you can pivot, uh, the idea of how to really get out of a really f abusive family, um, you know, heartbreak, uh, being lost mm -hmm. in the system in this crazy, mm -hmm. crazy world, mm -hmm. what's a message you would tell them? If I was in that situation, yeah. you know, I'm grateful. Like, been through a lot of stuff in my life. I haven't experienced too much of that. But if I were to, yeah, be, become vulnerable with somebody. Have somebody that you can, you know, somebody like cool. like you're saying, talk about on social media, arrow your dirty laundry. Like, that's not a good idea. But have somebody around you, especially if you're a man these days. Like, you know, men's mental health, it's, it's like non-existent. There's yeah. no programs. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying there's none, but, you know. For the most part. For the most part, there's nothing. Right, try to get in there. That's nothing. So we need to emphasize, like you know, especially being a man, right? Become vulnerable with a couple people, even if it's just one person, right? Have somebody that you can talk to, because a huge part of who I am today yeah. is like you know, it's recovery, right? I'm a so I'm sober, right? You know, I've dabbled both ways. You know, I've been the sober guy, and then you know, I went out partying for that weekend, or or you know, turns into a week or whatever, right? Because that's the kind of person I am, you know. So for not me, it's Twitter. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's all or nothing, everything yeah. I do. Right. Yeah. And you know, uh, for, so I'm just completely abstinent, but you know, I found some people, you know, within my recovery community, I become vulnerable with and yeah. those times when I need them because you know, it wasn't even too long ago, you know, people talked about becoming vulnerable. I was like, but you're a bitch straight up. <laughs> but the thing is, that's been a big part of who I am having that one, two, three people that I can confide in and you know, Get a couple different opinions because sometimes my thinking isn't the best. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. I, do, I was just talking yeah. to a good a good friend of mine, David, and I was getting to this business deal, and it bugged me because I generally knew, based off the first offer, it was a bad deal, and I, and I know I've talked to him about it multiple times, and I'm like, hey man, am I am I am I out of whack here? Like, be real, am I, am I out of whack? Like, am I understanding this deal correctly? Is me, my accountant, my lawyer telling me the wrong thing? <laughs> like, it just bugged me so much yeah, just because yeah. I'm trying to understand. Yeah. 
and the understanding of it. The vulnerability, I think, that you're mentioning more or less comes from being able to be honest with yourself. 100%. It's all about being honest. Like, that's the, for me, it's like being honest with myself was a huge part of my life. And then being open-minded to a new way of life. And then being willing to accept what God's given me or what the universe has given me and just run with it and build that momentum. And now it's at the point where like, there's not a soul on this earth that'll deter me for my goals. I won't allow it. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? I think there are those non-negotiables in your life. Mm -hmm. Whoever's in my life, whether it's me or my team or anybody in my family, um, sounds really harsh to say, but I don't give a fuck. Good. That's good. That's a good it's, place. It's it's my it's mm-hmm. my journey. It's my life. I want my family. Mm-hmm. I want the people on my team to mm-hmm. be with me, mm-hmm. and I want them to guide me. I think the first thing I told the, uh, on my PR team was, I was like, the first thing I want is your honesty. It's mm-hmm. a fucking bad idea. Tell me it's a fucking bad yeah. idea. I can take it. Yeah. I just want to know the truth. Yeah. Because good for I'm you. gonna be honest you. with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to tell you how I feel. Yeah. And that's what it is. Well, that takes a certain type of leader. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm exactly the same way. Being able to accept constructive criticism, like, we need that to grow. Because sometimes our way of doing things, you know, somebody can be sitting right there. We can be trying to solve a problem for weeks. Yeah. And the answer could be right there. Somebody can just come in. And, you know, the yeah. thing is, I think that's when it comes down to sometimes we have to drop. Like, from, I'm just speaking on my own experience. Yeah. Drop the ego and be able to accept those things. You know, for me, that's what it is. I, I, I completely I completely agree. You know, in order to uh, a empire was not built individually. An empire was built with a team. Mm-hmm. Everything takes team. You know, all those guys that say I'm self-made bullshit. Yeah. It take you know it might look that way, but it takes no matter where you come from yeah. in life. It doesn't matter who they are. The Elon Musk, anybody, yeah. uh, me, yeah. you. It take it took a team to get to this place. You know, and it's going to take an yeah. even bigger one to get to that next level. Exactly. Right now, we're here, me and you, right now. Yeah. Takes a camera guy, sound guy, PR team, mm-hmm. support, everybody around in yeah. this room. Yeah. Room full of people. Yeah. Thank you guys, eh? <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. This isn't just me and yeah. you. Your organization isn't just done just by you. No. It's no. done by hundreds of people. I'm simply just a catalyst. Yeah. Like I said before, my skill is networking and being a catalyst, yeah. Yeah. bringing people together that would sometimes not normally work together. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing because I have that support from A to Z and have that different experiences in life so I can bring it all together and it really just you know at the end of the day why do we do this stuff you know why do I do the charity stuff to make to make the world a better place to make community better and so why not work with people that want or that that are aligned with me and that's why you know we connected we connected right away and like you said you know support you know the the donations you've seen recently come in I do have to say you know I did buy that big check and you know that creates it created hype Right. But at the same time, you know, we don't get government funding. We don't, we don't get grants. Yeah. We're self-funded. I put about 30 or $40,000 of my own money in to start it until it still really started self-funding itself. 100% of all funds in the last seven years have came to us and went out. One time I paid somebody $500 facilitation and it was a lady who did a art gala with us. Mm-hmm. She put a lot of work in. amazing lady. You know, a bunch of kids didn't have a lot of money. So at the end of it, I said, hey, you know what? Here's 500 of the money. And that's the only person that's ever gotten money from our foundation. No board directors, none of the volunteers, nobody. Everything that comes in, it's a very simple process. My father taught me it. Learn, earn, return. 
and it keeps the prosperity. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, that's the name, that's what my that's the the title of my book. Oh, you got a book coming out? The book's coming out. Yeah, oh, it's sure. coming out. It's getting worked on right now. I got a I got a really good uh, publisher on board. I got a lady helping me write it, and yeah, I was it was originally called the Been There Done That Project, right? You know, Been There Done That. You know, and I said, you know what? Maybe that that'll be for the second book. You know, let's let's do learn, earn, return, and talk about you know how to learn the hard way. Yeah, how to earn the hard way. And I return out of love and compassion because of my experience. The hard way. Yeah. You know, th that's one of the things of, of the beauty, beauties of capitalism. Like I said earlier about uh, Dan Pena, before you want to see the rainforest, go make a bunch of money first. But then you can see the fucking <laughs> straight rainforest. Up. Straight you up. Yeah. Uh, I, I shut the fuck up for many years. And I took, fuck, the beatings I took, um, the public humiliation I took. But that beauty about that public humiliation within my with my own circle was, it taught me not to give a fuck, and to do it my way, mm -hmm. and Good to do it you. the way I Good wanted to you. do it, yeah. and I just didn't care anymore, and it really taught me the value of comfortability, because that's a bitch too, and it taught me the value of the people around me, and how seriously I think it's very under undervalued and underrated, uh, how important it is to have the right people around you. Yes, I agree with you, hundred percent. Like that's so undervalued, underrated. Just so many factors to it, and it's almost like trying to make the perfect stew or the perfect soup. And that's what takes time, right? You yeah. know what I mean? It's trial and error in life and experience. Like I had thirteen failed companies before I was had one successful one, right? And that's all about pers perseverance, right? Being told no so many times, I can't even count. Yeah. But now you know, I just I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like you said, I did not give a fuck. I just kept going. I kept going. I kept pushing. And I knew in my mind, I said, I am a success. But that's the key, though, right there. Because mm -hmm. that you knew. Mm -hmm. It's knew. not that you were stubborn to, yeah. to know that I deserve it. Mm -hmm. But you just, in your bones, mm -hmm. in your fucking DNA, mm -hmm. it was ingrained to just yeah. know. And that's how, when I, even when I was a kid, I knew I was meant to change the course of my family's life. Good for you. Like, I love that. Yeah, I love that, brother. I know I seen that video that you did. That yeah. that was I love that. I gotta I gotta not, I gotta steal that from me. I gotta do that for my mom. No, brother. go ahead. Hashtag you know what I mean? It. I'll hashtag it, tag you, and everything <laughs> because that was amazing, man. Yeah. You know, everybody talking about taking out their ladies or their or their you know their side girl or whatever the case is, buying them Louis Vuitton. You show up with your mom, take her to Fendi, Gucci, Versace, and you know you treat her because they deserve. Absolutely, they do. They're you know, she sacrificed a lot. Yeah, I'm sure she did. Like all mothers, and all you know, not all mothers, but most mothers, you know, yeah. they sacrifice a lot. Absolutely, it's a, it's a under it's an understated sacrifice. It's an understated sacrifice mm -hmm. that that uh, women and mothers make, right? But no different than a sacrifice than what a father makes. 100%. I'm out here grinding every 100%. fucking day, and I sacrifice the most important. Uh, asset that you, I, or anybody time. on this earth has. And time. That's time. Yeah, it's the most precious commodity we have. Yeah. It's time. I can't buy more, Perfect. I can't buy less, but I know what I'm doing with it, and I believe, again, I believe I'm that catalyst in my bloodline, and my history of my family, to really make a difference. And I genuinely fucking believe it. You yeah, can yeah, take yeah. everything away from me today. I'll lie flat on my face. Good fucking luck. Give me a year. Yeah. I fucking right dare you. Give me a fucking it's year. It's happened to me three times in this last seven years, bro. You know, it's because I'm, you know, I take risks. I'm a little bit better now, right? Yeah. 
you know, I was, uh, I mean, I will put 80, 90% on my side, right? Before I was a 50, 50 guy and you know, I, you know, me not having kids. But that's your twenties though. Yeah. yeah. You can do that in your twenties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, late, late twenties. <laughs> <laughs> like, like for me, like at 37, yeah. I think yeah. I'm yeah. old enough to demand the respect mm-hmm. and seriousness that is required, yeah. but I'm young enough that I'm not an old guy. You know, I'm luckily, uh, I'm lucky to, to have a full set of hair compared to <laughs> yeah. other people my age. But yeah. nonetheless, I, I believe in genuine hard work. Mm-hmm. I believe in discipline. I believe that's just why I hit the gym so much. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to change my social media. I understand the power of social media, mm-hmm. but I understand the power of for the good and for the bad. It's both, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. You know, it's what we, what the mind's eye, like what we use it for. Yeah. You know, guys with followings or, or influence, you know, we can use it to, you know, for bullshit, to, to, you, know, to you know, this and that. Yeah. Or we can use it to inspire. You like know? I said, that the offer to do a TikTok dance at the end of this is still on the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big TikTok guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know what, you're, 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 you're killing it in what you do. I know we're going to come back. We're going to do a part two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a lot of your political opinions on things, clearly. Um, I'm a Sounds like you do too. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it's, yeah. I, I wouldn't even call it political. I just think it's just... It's just one plus one, man. One plus one. Like, at least don't be woke. Okay? Open your fucking eyes. Yeah. Woke was five years ago. You're like, you're way late into the trend if if you're thinking woke. Open your eyes. Look at what the fuck is happening in the world today. Understand the changes that are happening. Understand what you need to do to pivot. Yeah. Because, last thing, I think uh, uh, we can, we probably share the same opinions on COVID. Whatever, <laughs> but but I never I never got vaccinated. In in Straight in, up. in business, I yeah. what I will yeah. share is this: yeah. in business, it was the great um, definer of what you're really made of. It either made you or broke you. There are a lot of I'll give an example of restaurants, mm-hmm. prominent restaurants mm-hmm. that went under. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they refused yeah. to fucking pivot. And there are a lot of rinky dink. Uh, family uh, mm. uh, hole in the wall restaurants yeah. that thrived because 100%. they pivoted. That's they knew to shut down the business. They knew to hire drivers. They knew to mm. do nothing but deliveries. And they pivoted and they did what they were It's like anything in life. So, like, we're, what we do in five years now is what would take normally 200 years. Yeah. So, the world changes at such a fast yeah. pace. Yeah. You have to stay ahead of the curve or else you just become a dinosaur. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of humans these days. You know, they don't want to pivot. They don't want to adapt to change. They're, yeah. they're scared to change, yeah. you know? And when you're, when you're scared to change, you don't adapt. Well, you're, it's, you're, it's done. Yeah. Most ho- humans will be obsolete in 10 years. Yeah. Most humans will be obsolete. It's already, you know, it's already on the, oh, yeah. on the go. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Okay, great. AI is great. Uh, or AI took you out of your job. Well, go learn how to conquer AI because I'll tell you one thing about AI. Mm-hmm. It only does what it tells you, what you tell it to do for now. For now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for now. For so you better learn how to control that. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It was really great having you. Uh, I know we're going to do a part two. We're going to blow this thing up. And uh, again, I think in a few weeks, you'll be able to see uh, uh, social media, be able to see a little bit of what you and I are going to be able to do together. Uh, huge supporter. Uh, I love everything you do. And... Yeah, man. Let's just go out there and swim with the sharks and let's go kill this shit. Right back at you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time today. It was really great seeing you. My pleasure.